it's only a kick, a jump, a block, it's only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run, it's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hello and welcome to episode 46 of Brighton Rock, your Brighton podcast with all the updates about Brighton and news. Um, as normal tonight, you're joined by, I'm joined by Russell Guyver. Hi, Russ. Hello. And we have a new, a new man in town. Andy Knott's joining us tonight. Hi, Andy. Hello. Welcome to the show. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me. Tonight we'll be uh, chatting briefly to, uh, to Andy about his Albion, Albion history and his connection to Brighton. And also we'll be chatting about the Leicester game yesterday where we got a pretty good result, I think, overall, guys. Do you both agree? Yep. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I thought that was decent. Andy, the same? Yeah, very much. Great performance as well, I thought, really, especially first half. But uh, we'll come on to that, I doubt. Yeah, cool. absolutely. Yeah, so, um, well, yeah, I mean, you're another debutante. I'm sure it'll be a sparkling debut, a little bit like some of the Albion players recently. Um, a certain impish right back we can mention, and I'm sure we will do in a minute. Um, so um, we'll come on to that later. But, Andy, I, first of all, I've got, got your, you're a Brightonian. Um, we actually mainly get people that aren't Brightonians on more often than not on the show, people living all over the place. But you are in Brighton. Um, and I know you through a mutual friend, Duncan Lees, who has briefly appeared on the show before. Um, and I think we met, I don't know, several years ago now, wasn't it? I think in our, uh, our guys as West Stand Upperers. Yeah, that and probably more so on away days. Yeah. Yes, indeed. Yeah, yeah. Which have been pretty entertaining, haven't they, all in all? <laughs> One way or the other. Yeah. Regardless of the football. <laughs> Which were our hardest. <laughs> Absolutely. I think so, despite the football often is the case, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> so, so Andy, when did you um, start getting into the Albion? Well, which year was it? Well, um, I've got a slightly different um, history with the Albion than you two do, and I think most people that have been on it, really, because you started off by saying that I was a Brightonian. Um, well, that's not actually correct. I'm a Londoner, although I do live in Brighton and I moved from London to Brighton 18 years ago now um, and mm. I was advised at that point never um, to go near the Withdean and I took that advice um, and as a result of that um, 
I actually went to my first home game, I think it was in 2012. But I had gone to one other Brighton game beforehand, which was the playoff final in Cardiff, which was a fantastic day out. So I'm a little bit of an Albion glory boy. I think, <laughs> if you put all of yeah, that not a bad there. way to start that one. Yeah. That was a turgid game of football, I have to say. I, I didn't really <laughs> know the players or anything like that. But um, I probably said the wrong thing in saying that, but it was... Um, yeah, it wasn't a great game, but uh, yeah, I don't think any of us... It wasn't about the game, to be honest, when it you were there. It was about the occasion and yeah. the result, wasn't it? Absolutely. Yeah, the result. Yeah. Yes, well, apologies for miscalling you, uh, Brightonian. You're from that London, are you? Nat London. Yeah, I am, which uh, you you are now, Russell, and, we, and um, we've kind of reversed places, haven't we? We have, yeah. yeah well, I'm the have. one on here who's from London and lives in London, weirdly. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, it's um, what deal? Anyway, in terms of my Albion sports and history, it, it was only really when I started going to the, the um, to Falmer that I started supporting the Albion properly. Um, and I started going because um, my son was five and a friend of mine thought they would share a season ticket. Um, and we did that, and I enjoyed it so much um, that I ended up going to the games that I didn't have the season ticket for. Um, mm. And we got a full season ticket from the following year, which is when we relocated up to the West Upper. So um, I've actually um, uh, um, indoctrinated or, or enabled my son to watch the Albion since the age of five and he's gone to virtually all the home games um subsequently not certain midway evening games um but yeah um at the moment it feels like a wonderful experience to go with him um and of course we were dancing around our front room on saturday early afternoon um or late afternoon even when um le petit shithouse scored his winner <laughs> I'd say it, does, it does seem very Brighton to score your first last-minute winner in Premier League when people can't turn up to it. It's a very Brighton thing to do. Yeah, yeah, the dramatic, the dramatic win that nobody could celebrate yeah. in the stadium with them. Although, yeah, fun. definitely celebrated at home because I think most of my roads knew that we'd won. I think I said in the show on Saturday, it was. Uh, yeah, well, it, it wasn't hidden in in the road. Mopey did his own peculiar form of celebrating, didn't he? <laughs> Speaking of celebrating, what we have gone on our away days, I mean, we've had some great weekends away, haven't we, Andy? I think yeah. we've had Newcastle, a couple of Manchester trips. Um, I can't remember where else we've had the weekenders, but loads of other great day trips as well. Yeah. Um, do you find, you've mentioned that, as you've alluded to that being the more um, pronounced experiences, would you say the most enjoyable, um, the away days? And if so, which, in particular, which aspects of particular or which particular games have you enjoyed the most? Um, well, for, for me, it's a completely different experience between a home game where I'm kind of on my best behaviour, really, although <laughs> I get told off by my son for swearing um, <laughs> and getting too involved in the game, but I can't really help that. Um, and away games where I suppose I'm a, a, a little bit... Um, better behave than you are Russell for instance but uh, <laughs> sometimes I push the limit a little bit um no away games it's just about the experience about the whole idea of getting up 
ridiculously early in the morning usually to go to another part of the country enjoying the journey uh enjoying you know a few hours in a town town or a city um the the football um i tend tend to enjoy i mean if, if you even if you take our premier league um we haven't really been embarrassed in too many games i mean mm. um that that was kind of Hewton's philosophy to always kind of protect even a one nil uh, when you're one nil behind effectively and not to get drubbed. Um, and of course, mm. he did get drubbed a few times towards the end of his um, reign, uh, and also by you know some brilliant top two three clubs as well. Yes, it's ironic that Port Hewton's, I think, biggest defeat on its own against the Premier League club was at home to Bournemouth, of all yeah. the teams. Yeah, it like, was. Um, we didn't lose by five in the big, I think against the big six, did we? Well, it was like, we lost 5-1 to Liverpool. Yeah, but we've not uh, lost by five goals. They, they were yeah. amazing in that game. I think that's the best performance I've seen at the end. And we actually had some yeah. really good yeah. chances in that yeah. game as well. Murray missed yeah. about two or three sitters as well. We could have yeah. scored yeah. more than one. Yeah. It was a good game, really. And all yeah. in all, it was they were way too good really in the end um but no, no those away trips are great and having discerning drinks on the train up is, is also a thing i really enjoy with you Andy, because you always bring something intriguing to the party um, well it's it's actually normally duncan that does that so um oh is it as duncan's the uh, credit uh on that front but yeah. uh, you also asked what was my favorite away day it's probably got to be birmingham yes. Uh, in the promotion season that was brilliant or, wasn't it that day yeah. or qpr actually in that season that um, yeah, was for different reasons. A little. The, the bit. day the Brighton gent disappeared, I think I was out with you guys beforehand, and yeah. out with Russ afterwards on that day. And, and yeah, Raymond <laughs> disappeared. The Brighton gent disappeared before the game and didn't turn up. It was yeah, there, I think yeah. you probably mentioned it on the show. I can't yeah. remember, but if you haven't, then he had a ticket for the game, came along for the pre-match social somewhere quite near the ground, and then decided, no, don't fancy it. Actually, I think I'm going to go home. And watch don't it think we're going to win. I think was his exact. Yeah, I think yeah. I, I won't watch it at home. Yeah. And then he missed the uh, the goal by your favourite at the time, partly for the song, Andy. Do uh, do do, Mister Sebastian Pocinelli. That's what. Well, he wasn't actually my favourite at the time, but he was at the moment that he struck that free kick. <laughs> yeah, a goal that still showed well, not still sh- still shown at the Amex. Probably if we could see it in the uh, in the highlights reel before the game, <laughs> it's like. Uh... It's absolute bedlam behind that goal. It's like pretty much one of the most, one of the more famous, I imagine, BBC Sussex quotes of uh, Albion's history. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, probably the best one since it's a stuff of dreams. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, all good. Um, well, coming back to this season's action, we've started off pretty well with the restart, haven't we? We've had fantastic results against Arsenal, which we've alluded to celebrating earlier. Um, last night, Tuesday, we had a very commendable draw away at Leicester. It could have been more. We missed a penalty and it was a weirdly flat um, aftermath for that, wasn't it? <laughs> Almost felt like it was an incidental chance rather than a penalty, the way it all just carried on uh, with no crowd there. But uh, but despite missing the penalty or having it saved, um, we went on to continue to play well and we've got, I think, a deserved draw. Um, nil-nil, obviously, the result in the end. But what, what was your view on, on it, guys? Um, Peter, first, what, what's your take on the game? I think we were saying we had a, a series of London catch-up last night afterwards. And actually, I, I don't really regard the penalty as an issue because I think if they'd, we'd scored it, Leicester would have come at us a lot more and had a real go. And, I, and actually, I think holding on to 0-0 was fine. And I'm, I'm very happy with that score. And given tonight's results as well, 
I don't think we've, I don't think we've had a bad result since we've restarted the Premier League and it's been 12 games now for the bottom six. And I don't think we had a, what I'd call a bad result. Villa got a point tonight. That's for, you know, that's not a bad result. It's not terrible for us. You know, we yeah. drew it yesterday. That was a great result. You know, I wouldn't yeah. regard any of the 12 results as a bad result for Brighton. No, that's right. I mean, bad. yeah, Villa got a one all at Newcastle. Given Newcastle's previous win, I thought they might have been bursting the confidence. Yeah, although Villa, were, Villa came at them late on and it looked like Villa yeah. were the ones who were going to get the winner. So actually a draw is not bad. That's reasonable. Everton yeah, I, won I one I at the end of that game and I'd, I'd agree with that. Although um, we yeah. do need to factor in that um, Sheffield United have their bubble was burst. Oh, so. big time. Yeah. Oh, isn't there? Another 3-0 defeat. Here, um, here's, here's, I don't normally go for bold predictions, but um, provided we survive, and I think we're very close to doing so, I think we'll finish above them next season. I, I think they could well go down next year. Their taxes are very, very... They don't change, and teams will work them out. I, I don't yeah, see them, and they, they've not got the money to throw money at things, so... Um, that's exactly... is. Um, I mean... I kind of think they might be a little bit like Huddersfield. Um, I think they're probably slightly better than Huddersfield. Um, mm. But Huddersfield had a good first season and uh, um, uh, uh, opposition managers couldn't really suss out how to do it. But all, all you need to do is find one that does it and then all the others will tend to yeah. suit. And the other issue for them is bringing new players in may not help as well because they've got a very specific system that's hard to work out. Mm-hmm. It'll be hard for new players to work out as well. So they yeah. will take time to adapt to a new system that's not that, you know. So, I mean, it's noticeable their transfers from January have not done amazingly. Berg and who actually we wanted and generally looks really good. But he's not done great for Sheffield United so far and there are other a couple of signs not then great. So I wonder if they, you know, it's very much, we've had these 15 players who come up like this, but actually once they get worked out, they're not that great players individually. And that they, they, you know, bringing new players in will be hard to adapt to their system. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Berg physically looks apart, but hmm. whenever I've seen him play, he doesn't look much cocked for yeah, He looked brilliant when, for um, Genko as well. So part, part of that might be adapting to the Premier League. Yeah, but, we know. see what Trossard played for the same team, didn't he? So... He's think, not adapted that well so far, arguably. Yeah, that's right. I think yeah, no, I agree with that. I've been, I've been very disappointed with Chossard of late, really. Um, he started yeah. really, he started really well, yeah. didn't he? And then, yeah, he's lost his way a bit. Yeah, um, I was going to say second I mean, season you, syndrome will yeah. will tend to kick in. I think part part of it is what Peter said, trying to get new players into a the delicate balance that is a promotion side still with some momentum. I think players are really up for it that first season. And it's just maybe a slight drop off percentage. Yeah. And I think this, and, and the, the lots of out. games did not suit them as well because they've got quite. They have been like fifteen mm-hmm. players all season, and having yeah. lots of games in the summer in a very short space of time, playing yeah. like twice a week, where Premier League you don't normally do that. When they've yeah. got fifteen players who've played all season, and they've got to use suddenly their players who haven't played all season, probably wouldn't yeah. suit them either. That's right. Just to mention no, but, tonight's other result is that uh, Bournemouth lost 1-0 at Wolves um, yeah. and Liverpool are playing Palace. Liverpool are 1-0 up with three scoring right back Trent Alexander-Arnold of course scoring the goal. But um, yeah, Bournemouth, the, free kick. the second best yeah. English right back. <laughs> yeah, I was just <laughs> going to say that. He beat me to it. <laughs> yes, we'll, we'll get on to that in a minute. But I mean, that result, the Bournemouth result um, and Villa drawing means that we've got now a six-point gap plus goal difference um, over all three of those sides, um, which is brilliant. Well, those, those teams and West Ham. So um, we are, in effect, three results 
clear of them. And Watford are still there as well. I mean, there's still only five behind us still. Yeah. I mean, I, I think they'll be okay. They're still five behind as it stands. Yeah. Well, let's get into the Leicester game then. We've just mentioned a certain debutant uh, from Tariq Lamptey. What, what a performance that was to start with. <laughs> I couldn't believe how good he was. I knew he was going to be a decent signing for us, but uh, he's hit the ground running. He's tenacious. He's full of um, running. He's got a bit of bite about him. He just gets back up if he's getting knocked down. And he certainly did get knocked down a few times. Um, he's rapid, isn't he, as well? <laughs> he's got so much pace. Um, and balls of steel for a young man. I mean, did you guys think the same? <laughs> so, I was yeah, wonderful. I was really imagining it. I I don't know if there's too much else to add to that. I mean, I did see some of that performance that when he came on for Chelsea against, I think it was Arsenal for yeah. about half an hour, and he, he did seem to more or less change the game. And I've mm. been extremely excited by him, and he m- met those expectations, probably exceeded them. I mean, it, it was a phenomenally good debut, and it's hard not to get even more excited about it but you know the kids 19 let's give them a chance we're very good at building our players up well that Connolly performance uh, against Tottenham for example was a, an example yeah yeah, so, yeah. I mean and Connolly have been disappointed with him uh well certainly in 2020 um probably going back a bit further than that as well but um, I think there were reports that he was carrying an injury yeah. he certainly looks so much sharper now I, um, yeah, I thought he looked really good I, last I, night. I thought I thought, I thought um, alongside Lamberty in the first half he was probably our best player in the yeah. second half he, he faded quite a lot um, and I think Potter probably should have taken him off a little bit earlier because um, nothing was sticking for a, a long time. I think but the issue in, in was none of, of our Web... our subs, one of our set of subs was used by Webster going off, yeah. and they were worried about using too much more. And they, yeah, probably. But yeah, I agree. Yeah. They probably should have done. Um, but my overall impression of the game was it was a game of two halves, but not an awful lot happened in either of them. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah this so. the first half of the story of our season away. We played really well, but didn't quite have the final ball or the final cross into the box when we were, you know, we actually possession-wise, I think we had less possession, but we played really well. We were quite incisive, but then the final cross or the final ball through was not quite there, except yeah. for Moy's brilliant ball through for, for Connolly for the penalty. Mm-hmm. Um, but all I will say about Lamptey is he was brilliant, but my, uh, my dad always had this adage, and it actually worked out an awful lot. Players have a good debut. They often tell that to be terrible in the end. <laughs> So I'm, I'm <laughs> going to back off until he had a few more games before I get lured yeah. him too much. He's done, he did brilliantly last night, but it's funny how often the those... player's had a great debut and then doesn't quite do it after yeah, that. True. I mean, if he can keep doing what he's doing with those playing as a wing-back sort of role and getting forward, those overlaps, the one-twos, which he looked really up for and the little subtlety of touch um, didn't always work, but he, he yeah. had the right sort of idea of, of definitely that... back. That bit where he backed off Vardy and let him push it past him and just walked around them, took took it off him, and then like Vardy yeah. had to shove him from behind to try and get the ball off him it was brilliant. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, that was an impressive debut. We also had the first full debut for uh, Ali Mack, um, who's my guy I've been championing. I, I really fancy him to be a big player for us in the course of time. Must yeah, be our I first full Argentinian international in terms of at exactly. the time. 
Exactly. Tarico must have played for Argentina, but not the time he was playing for us. You're growing a ginger beard in tribute to him already, I see, which is uh, which is fantastic. Um, <laughs> but he, I mean, he obviously he made a bit of an impression in his uh, debut. In a very small amount of time, we thought it was just a time filler. He actually managed to have a significant contribution to the winner against Arsenal. And now he's got his full start. I think he faded as the game went on, which is probably always likely to be the case. But um, I thought he had a load of good touches. Um, he gets stuck in as well, doesn't he, as Lamptey does. And he's competitive. He, he's always looking to get on the front foot to play early passes. Um, the free kick he took wasn't great, but then he put in a dangerous ball with his other foot um, with the second phase of play on that, um, which almost created a chance. Um, it's looking good. I mean, obviously, it's a work in progress, as any new signings are going to be. But I, I really like him. I, I, mean, I don't know if you guys feel the same, but um, I expect to see a lot more from him, even just in this running. Well, he's a full Argentinian national. You must have something about you to play for Argentina at 20 or whatever. So, I mean, yeah, I, I have no yeah. question he'll be a big part. I mean, the problem is with these players, obviously, they may well end up getting somewhere else in a few years. But if they do really well for us in the meantime, then, you know, kind of yeah. great. Um, that's why I think we're going to, hopefully, with Ashworth and Potter, we're going to really develop that. We'll bring players like Lamptey in and we'll develop them. And maybe, you know, we'll have to sell them in two years' time, but then we'll bring another one in and we'll make a lot of money out of doing so. So, Yeah, people have been saying that Ashworth is, that, that this is the first sort of Ashworth um, imprint, if you like. Yeah, that's, that's yeah, yeah. I mean, that's, that's the best way of putting it. I mean, Ash, uh, I mean, there are a lot of people that have been saying that uh, we need to bin Ashworth, which is kind of premature. And, you know, mm. thankfully, um, Bloom doesn't, kind of respond to social media he's you know Bloom takes long-term decisions Ashworth is a long-term decision um mm. you know the training ground is a long-term decision the stadium is a long-term decision um mm. and uh you've, you've got to trust Bloom because he's delivered the goods all, all I'll say is he's set in a really ambitious plan for us to be a regular top 10 club but the irony is, if we'd taken our chances in the first half of the season, we wouldn't be that far off it, to be honest. We had so that, many games that we could have won first half of the season if we'd taken up. We were dominant in that we didn't win. Peter, it's a regular top ten. Oh, yeah. But in terms of actually, you can only do it for one season under Potter. We weren't that far off in the start of the season. It's just, mm. I, I agree that it's not a one-off thing and it's like every season, but... Yeah. In terms of I this mean, season, we're not. We weren't that far off in terms of taking. We just need that final ball or chart or chance. We were dominant against so many teams that first half season. Yeah. yeah. I mean, um, what I'd say to that, however, is since we've been in the Premier League, we've been very light on strikers. You oh yeah. Call, you could call that a money ball strategy, and that means that you don't take your your, your chances. Um, yeah, yeah, but we've not had the chances until this year, arguably, whereas we're maybe getting better positions, more possession this year, and we're stepping in the right direction, I think, definitely. Yeah, I mean, I, I think this season I probably wouldn't um, infuse about it quite as much as what you've done there, Peter. Um, I think we've had a lot of good possession. I don't think we've actually carved out too many brilliant chances, um, uh, certainly more than last season. Um, I'd say definitely more. See, I'm in between. I'm not saying we covered that a lot of brilliant chances, but I think we've done a lot more than last season. Yeah, and I mean that's unarguable. It's we've improved a lot, I think, probably since last season. With the football, so much better. 
last few games he's changed a bit and been a bit more solid, but we still last night dominated this for the second for the first half. Yeah, and, I mean, you know, what we've got is pretty much the opposite of what we were just saying about Sheffield United. People finding them out, you can see them slipping and going in one direction. And as as you said, if we could survive and get into next year, we're probably going the opposite direction. We can build up. Um, so um, you know, there's there's plenty of um, scope, and I, I do feel we will go from strength to strength. It might take a long time, but I feel like there's a long um, procedure in place here. There's a long storyline that started. The investment in the youth team, getting the, the category one and all that sort of thing was aimed at that as well, wasn't it? Kind of getting yeah. everything sourced so we could like kind of basically yeah, not have our youth team players poached. In terms of long-term decisions, um, you know, how, how long we had the academy for? Was it 2014? Yeah. Well, it's only now that it's beginning to bear fruit, really, isn't it? Which is fair enough, because like, yeah, yeah. Exactly, those ages are you know, only going to start coming through. Yeah. Mm. So, and I think the more it pays off, the more people, are, you know, you players who are maybe not with a club or released are going to come to us as well. Or mm-hmm. the, the, you know, the Tarek Lamptey who are 19 and at Chelsea or equivalent and not getting first team football are going to come to us. Yeah. But well, I mean, the, the, the Lamptey signing is, as far as I'm concerned, genius. Because I think he cost about three million. Yeah, nothing. But, but if, if you have a look at uh, um, Chelsea... They've got Aspilicueta, who I think is one of the best defenders in the Premier League. He yeah. plays right back. Um, and Rhys James, who's, yeah. the, who's, the, more, who's the more relevant one, I'd say, because he's the young one. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, Lamptey must have been thinking, there's no chance for me at Chelsea, really, or there's very little chance for me at Chelsea. Yeah. There were quite a lot of Chelsea fans on Twitter last night saying Lamptey's better than Rhys James, which, really? I mean, debatable. Obviously, you know, one game, but they were saying that they always thought Lamptey was a better option. But mm. uh, um, Ashworth, because of his knowledge of the England youth, um, knew about Lamptey and got him on yeah. the cheap, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, um, it's, it's a shrewd signing. It's taken, and also, it's all- Lamptey, because of his knowledge of Ashworth being involved in England, signed yeah. for us as well. It's both sides, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, and it's opportunism. We're seeing, as, as you said, there's this situation where there's a bottleneck in that position at Chelsea and he wants to get the games, he wants to learn his, his trade, flourish, start to make a name for himself. He's not going to get enough games at Chelsea and we've seen that gap in the market there, so to speak. And I think it's a great signing. Yeah, really shrewd. And more of those that we can get the better. I think McAllister's yeah. going to be a good signing. As Andy said, though, we do need to crack the conundrum that is the striker situation. I know Morpay's not a bad signing and he's He's certainly part of the squad going forward for me, but you need one or two other types of striker um, to really give us that cutting edge. And that you're never the... truly going to be comfortable when your second leading scorer has got four goals. It's like, yeah. you know, it's and that's own goals. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, um, as I say, since we've come back, Connolly has looked really, really sharp. Um, and I mean, just, we haven't really spoken too much about the game last night and I'm, I'm not sure it warrants an extended analysis but um, one of the other notable aspects of the first half which was despite Connolly winning the penalty as a result of his pace was he had a really good effort that was well blocked by Sainte I think um, yeah. and I have seen him not in the flesh but um, on some feeds that the club put out as a development squad player and the guy's the finisher. He's, he's an amazing finisher. 
Um, and obviously, uh, it's that much more difficult in the Premier League to do so. But his his twenty, um, it, it might come good. You never know. Well, um, I, I wouldn't have expected him to be in the Premier League this season anyway. I'd have thought he'd go on loan, given. Mm. I mean, both him yeah, and Alzate would not bonus. would not have been playing this year if he had Hooten in charge, for example. Yeah, it's been a bonus, and if we, if, as I say, if we ride through this season, we're in the Prem next year. Then, you know, a player like that having already got that experience, because yeah. it is a, the other the step up isn't just the quality level, but it's also the pressure, isn't it? The playing in the Premier League, even with no fans in the stadium, that's a step up. It's a psychological step up. You know, the eyes of the world are on you, whoever you are, in in, in that sort of um, in that that level of football, and. Um, I think he's certainly, it's a bonus getting him in already. He had another chance, he just went over, didn't it, on Tuesday. But um, he's looking all right. Briefly touching on to um, the match, actually. Um, the penalty decision, first of all, yes or no. That's <laughs> pretty close, ropey sort of thing, wasn't it? Yeah, it, to me, it looked like a kind of 50-50. Um, I didn't think yeah. Bar should be overturning it if it was given. I wouldn't have been pressed for and if it wasn't given. Um, yeah. yeah. Watching, it said, live, watching it live, I thought no. Watching the replay, I thought yes, to be honest. Oh, okay. I thought initially it might be a handball by Connolly, but it looked like he flicked his back foot almost and when he's going yeah. through. And That's then right. if you look at the VAR replay when VAR's watching it, he did clip him, I thought, yeah. definitely. Yes, there wasn't a lot of contact, but he did clip him. And yeah, so, at, at the time, I wondered about red card as well. Because... I think because he was trying to go for the ball, the rule's slightly different now, isn't it? But yeah, yeah. I can. It was through on goal technically with a, yeah, yeah. So you could see it being given. It's a subjective one, isn't it? I suppose um, there weren't, weren't an awful lot of other moments. I mean, the, the more pay penalty, by the way. I, I can't remember who it was. I saw someone else take exactly the same penalty and score at the weekend, and they'll be seen as having taken a good penalty. Um, it wasn't a terrible yeah, penalty. He just he just he just showed where Schmeichel where he was going to go, didn't he? Yeah, I, yeah I, that was the problem. I, I think I think he struck it well, but he telegraphed mm. it and he yeah. didn't put it right in the corner. Um, yeah, yeah, that's that's um, the key there. Um, other key moments. I mean, there weren't an awful lot of things to talk about. Stevens could have got a red for. Yeah, uh, agreed. Um, yeah, I mean, a really right. right seven, but yeah, yeah. he does have that game, doesn't he? And it's very frustrating. Um, Beyond that, yeah, I mean, there's a few other bits and pieces. I mean, I don't know if Webster's injury is significant or not. They're talking about hamstring, but not too bad, like tweak rather than so rather than games, hamstring injury. So hopefully, yeah. not too bad. Yeah, and um, we we limited them. I think there wasn't an awful lot of chances in the we, match. Yeah, we kept a team with Vardy, Madison, Iheanacho, Barnes came on, Perez I, came on. I didn't think they had a shot on goal, did they? They had two, um, but they were both very, very soft and kind of like yeah, Brian just almost yeah. picked them up, basically, kind of thing. It was like... We had two. I mean, Dunk, I think, had a header which was blocked immediately at source, which would have probably been on target. They don't classify that one. So you could argue we had three. If you, if you sum up, you sum it up. If we'd offered us four points this time last week from the first two games, we'd have yeah. all been ecstatic. If you then offered us no one else in the bottom three winning in that time, yeah, we'd have all it. been over the moon. And we had more corners than them, which I think was also the case with Arsenal. Um, I was being really sad and it worked it out. We've got four points from two games since restart. The rest of the bottom five between them have got three points from ten games. <laughs> I like that. That's not yeah. a bad way to, to come in, towards the end, isn't it? On the summary in, of the game. the game. I mean, just to, to leave it on a kind of less Albion-tinted glasses note, um, yeah. they could have had a penalty, I thought. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. Dunk didn't have any control over it, but yes, he was a weird angle as well. So it's. I mean, initially I thought he'd been pushed, but he hadn't. Um, yeah, he was just stumbling. Yeah, he just kind of foot stumbled, didn't he? Yeah. Mm. But I would have been, I would have been feeling that a bit harsh if that had been given. But then we'd have one which was pretty much the same. So, so there we go. But it was a point well gained. Four points out of six. We're absolutely thrilled with that, really, aren't we? From what could have been and what yeah. what has been. The other results, as we said earlier, going our way, puts us in a great position. And now we can go into the game which we'll be doing a preview for on Sunday, but the game uh, next week on Tuesday against Man United, which um, I feel more confident that we could get a result than I would have done before those other two matches now. And also less pressure as well. If we do yeah. lose, you're still like four points from three games from restarting three games against top half teams. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, they, I mean, these, these last two games have been just in, incredible for our season and for our survival. Yeah, really yeah. Have. Excellent. And on that happy note, we'll end this uh, shorter podcast. So we're just doing the review really from Leicester. As I said, we'll be doing a new preview show on Sunday. Andy may be able to join us for that, we're hoping as well. Is that right, Andy? Hopefully. Hopefully Hopefully so, yeah. So you may hear a bit more from him in due course. In the meantime, thanks for listening once again. And stand or fall up the Albion. Thanks very much to Andy for joining us. And thanks as always to Peter. We'll see you next time. Cheers. Bye. Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.